When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Son of Slovenia, cool as hell He scores the ball and he rebounds well Don't fight the future, here comes Luca Even losses feel like wins When you're with your good friend Tim It's 77 minutes in heaven 77 Minutes, a Dallas Mavericks podcast, the only Dallas Mavericks podcast, where Tim Cato got a 4 p.m. checkout from his hotel in Phoenix to record. I'm Dave Dufour. Tim, how are you? I hated that. You can't just steal my my bit. You, this, you're, you're taking everything from me, Dave. <laughs> I, I accidentally muted you too, um, which, you know, this, I, I'm just taking control of this podcast. What's up, Tim? I don't even know if we're recording. You're like, no, let's we, keep this? Let's keep yeah, this. Yeah, we're recording. Oh, yeah, we're rolling. Yeah. We're, this is the pod. Uh, what's what's going on? Any, anything, um, did anything fun last night? Well, uh, went to an event, did some work. Um, it's the Mavericks season opening defeat to the Phoenix Suns. <sighs> A little that bit was a different than the last time I was here. That was a rough loss because you, you know, uh, you know how it is when you watch you watch a game and, and then you watch it along with Twitter, and you can see sort of the story of the game if, if you follow the tweets. And early on, wow, man, everyone. I mean, Chris Paul is washed. Which, hey, by the way, even at the end of the game, he might be washed. Uh, but Chris Paul is washed. DeAndre Ayton and Monty Williams aren't getting along. Why is Ayton on the bench? Well, he had three fouls and Monty Williams fouled him out. And then the second half happens and all of a sudden it's just a different story. And everyone's like, oh, you can't win with Luka and Luka's defense is bad. It just goes to show that it's a game of runs, Tim. It is a game of runs. It's a game of uh, of points, of scoring baskets. It's a game of scoring maybe, you know, 16 consecutive points. Got to start there. Here's the thing about season openers. I don't care what happens. I do and I don't. It's so much of the way we talk about this team. We just need more context to understand what happened in this game. To actually say things that are smart and intelligent and somewhat accurate. But boy, we can talk about Christian Wood right now. Because I, I don't think you always get this in season openers where... The very first game just screams at you in flashing neon letters. Hello, this is the question. This is the theme of the season. This is what the Mavericks will have to answer. Yeah, this this did. What is Christian Wood? What is his role? Uh, hmm. Is he is he trusted by the coaching staff? When will he be? Are they right not to trust him? Every single one of these questions that we've been asking, we've been saying, we've been thinking about since he was traded here was just 
you know, wrapped up in a little bite-sized portion for us to consume. You know, 48 minutes of all of these questions just roaring back and being like, yeah, yeah, you guys were right to ask these questions. And that is just delicious. It's delightful. Yeah, obviously they lost and they they lost a game that they shouldn't have. I, I think that's fair to say when you lead uh, by 22 points, you probably should not lose. And I think there's reasons for that that, that we're going to talk about. But let's just start with Christian Wood. I think I think that's that's the only place that that this can mm-hmm. begin. What do you see? Well, I mean, my only Christian Wood complaints are his only complaints. He missed seven free throws. Right? That's it. I, I think otherwise, what a hell of a way to introduce yourself to a team. Um the his three ball looks amazing. He, he actually when he when he got hot, he missed one that was a good shot. Like I mean, it was in. Um, it just, just missed. So that he did, uh, he did also bank one in to be fair. Bank one in. uh, Yeah. But you know what, when you're hot, that's how it works, right? Like the hot hands real. Um, I, I think that what he showed was they have a second guy who can get you buckets and that's what this team is needed. I, I liked the first half of this, of this game for them because their defense was on point. The intensity was great. All those guys were were defending really well. And the offense was working. Second half, obviously, different story. The offense wasn't working outside of Christian Wood. I, I think that this is sort of what Jalen Brunson wound up accidentally bringing to them. Ability, like his ability to get to the paint was the key to unlocking this offense last year. And then Christian Wood is actually able to play out on the perimeter and do the same thing. And he's going to have such a positional mismatch against a lot of the bigs that are guarding him. It can be dangerous, man. I, um, I really want to see more of him and Luca together and, and see where it goes from there. But overall, man, I, I think Christian Wood is, is, he needs more than 24 minutes and he probably should have finished the game. Um, that, that was an overcoaching moment. In, in my opinion, when your offense was stagnant, you got to have your best offensive players out there, and I think Christian Wood is one of them. I wrote about this game, obviously, on The Athletic. You can, you can go read it. It is up right now. And I highlighted two plays that were not the sexy plays that Christian Wood made in this game. They were not bank three-pointers. They were not three-pointers at all. Uh, not from him. In the first quarter, with 4.05 remaining, Phoenix, uh, they they blitzed. They they blitzed Luca. It was a Luca Christian Wood pick and roll, and Phoenix sends two players at Luca. Immediately, as Luca is known to do, he makes the right basketball play. He gets it to Christian Wood, and Christian Wood pivots. You know, he he gets the ball right around the free throw line, and he pivots. He's he mobile, and he makes the pass right to Reggie Bullock in the corner. Made three. Mavericks go up sixteen thirteen. Having that type of presence and passing and playmaking on the short roll is just so important. It, it you know, really what it is, it's, it, you know, it's extension of Luca, and it is Christian Wood too. And this isn't taking anything away from him, but the better big man, the better screener, you know, the, the more talent you have from the screener that is setting screens for Luca, the more Luca can do with that. And all of a sudden, you know, this isn't a viable strategy. You can't send two players at him 
because Luca has a player who can then go make the right read and it results in an open corner three. I just thought that was, you know, really interesting. I thought it was very interesting that Christian Wood instantly brought it up and talked about it. Um, actually, I want to play that audio. Uh, just listen to him talking after the game about, you know, just immediately recognizing that short role potential. I mean, for there's a side, how'd you feel about the, the debut just fitting in and your role? And I mean, that? I felt like I fit, I fit in. I fit in great. You know, the guys were going to me. They trust me with the ball. Luca trusts me in the ball. In the uh, short roles, I was making good reads. I felt mm-hmm. like to the, uh, to the shooters, seen Reggie a few times. Um, it's just really about trusting. Uh, we have plenty of games to, to fall into, so it'll be good. I would have to think that the Mavericks, you know, the spacing is different than teams you've played on. Does it? Do you feel it in those short roll situations? Oh, yeah, oh, like, yeah for sure. I mean, because yeah. you have to double Luka. You know, right. he's, he's just that, that big of a factor. And if you double him, then you have to deal with me in the short roll, and then you have a 40% shooter on the weak side, so it's kind of hard to guard, you know, and I think, I think we started, that's what gave us the lead. That's fascinating to me. And another play that I also put in this uh, article it came in the third quarter. the The Suns were starting to get back into it. They they had some momentum. They had, uh, you know, they were cutting into the lead. I talked about how the Suns were blitzing all these pick and rolls. They were sending two at Luca. Well, in the second half, they switched everything. You know, they 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 gave up. They're like, hey, we we're not going to be able to stop you. Jason Kidd mentioned after the game that the Mavericks were not attacking switches well enough. That that their offense didn't perform. I think a big part of that was Spencer Dinwiddie going out with foul trouble early in the third quarter. Ideally, in those situations, you have another point of attack, uh, you know, guard who can create some of that offense and, you know, can find his own mismatches to attack. I think that's a big reason why the Mavericks lost this game. But when this game was starting to be, you know, when the Mavericks are starting to realize, oh, wait, you know, Phoenix is back in this. We're not pulling away. There was one moment in the third quarter, late in the third quarter, where Luca, he brings the ball up the court and he calls a play. He does a kind of an Xing with his wrist, with his hands. It's a Spain pick and roll uh, or a stack pick and roll, as the Mavericks call it, which basically means that Christian Wood is coming up to set the screen. But there's a player coming behind him to set another screen kind of staggered. Uh, that player was Dorian Finney-Smith. And, you know, sometimes if that play works perfectly, all of a sudden Christian Wood's running at the rim and he gets a lob. Phoenix played it better than that. They, you know, they made the the switching rotations that they needed to, but it ended up with Devin Booker on Christian Wood. And he was able to get deep post positioning, you know, probably eight feet from the basket, turned around, put the ball in two very needed and necessary points. Um, exactly the way that the Mavericks want to attack, you know, teams that are guarding them like this. And because we have to make this comparison, it's it's too easy not to. It's it, it feels right. It's something that Chris Stapps Porzingis never did for the Mavericks, not consistently, not often enough. It's something that they were begging him to do throughout his entire tenure here. And I just think that's that's fascinating. Like those plays were not the big plays. Those plays were not the ones that you're remembering from those games. But to me, these are the plays that shows why Christian Wood is more than, you know, has has the potential to be more than just, oh, he can score. No, he has the potential to be the right complement to Luca in the pick and roll on offense that the Mavericks have been trying to find for him, you know, in the Porzingis trade and in other ways. You know, pretty much the entire time that Luca has been here, he he should wind up being something of a hub um, for second units, uh, and I, I think him and Spencer Dinwiddie are going to be really good in pick and roll. Uh, you know, 
Phoenix runs as much Spain pick and roll in the, as anybody in the league. So I don't know if, you know, if the first game, I wouldn't harp too much on on Dallas not like finding repeat success with it. I do think that that's something that they're going to be better at. And I, I'm really, you know, we got to see so much pick and pop with Porzingis that was just, it was not as good. And I think Christian Wood's ability to, I mean, he really can shoot. I mean, he's a really gifted shooter. Well, and can Porzingis I push back is on good why? At, go ahead. On why they didn't find as much success with this? Yeah, go ahead. Doncic and Wood only played 16 minutes together. This game. Well, yeah, they didn't. That's why I, I mean, I started with. I, I want to see more of these guys together. I, I think that, and I want to see. Honestly, I want to see Spencer Dinwiddie, Luca, and and Christian Wood all out there too. Right? What does it look like when you have? two dynamic ball handlers and that sort of pick and roll guys. So, you know, I, I think the lineup combinations that they're going to get to experiment with, uh, especially early, I'm fascinated by it because they're going to stumble into something that is, is going to be just, just sustainable. And I think that this team now has the tools for that because of what I saw from Christian Wood. We're all going to be talking about the the lineups. We we should we should talk about the lineups a little bit, you know, about when Christian Wood got into games. I'm going to be honest. I I think if a mistake was made, uh, the bigger mistake made by Jason Kidd when it come when it came to Christian Wood in his minutes, probably was not subbing him right away when Spencer Dinwiddie got foul trouble, and then immediately having you know that second offensive creator on the floor. I mean, they have three. They have three offensive creators. Two are guards, and one is Christian Wood. And I, I think that was a big reason why the the third quarter slipped away is that Christian Wood didn't get in until the second half. Uh, that's when the Suns started to make their run. Now, we can definitely talk about whether it took too long for him to get back into the game. I, I think it was right to sub him out, you know, at the, you know, just under the seven minute mark in the fourth quarter. He had played 11 consecutive minutes. I, I think that is, you know, new, you know, new player on a new team, still picking up schemes. You let him play fatigue. Of course, he's going to make mistakes. And in this this entire thing about bringing him off the bench and, and taking a little bit slow is giving him time to acclimate and not asking him to do too much too soon. Would you have brought him in with like four and a half or five minutes though? Like like when when was well, the, the when would have been the right time? I mean, I I don't want to. I'm not going to be that pedantic um, and, and try to pick exact moment. But I think that when you see your offense stagnating, you got to find a way to get that that sort of firepower back out there, right? Like it just, it, you know how I feel about Maxi Kleba, but he's not a threat to shoot and you need to have some more offensive, you know, dynamism out there. And, and I think that that would have been, you know, four or five minutes, something like that um, sounds about right. But you know, this is, this is again, not a nitpick even this happens on a when you look at one game right like you're gonna get these sort of overcoaching moments where you think okay look we need to be able to defend we need to be able to defend but you know basketball is actually a two-way sport and the best defense really is a good offense if you can score you know 75 percent of the uh, of your trips down the court then you're putting pressure on opposing offenses as well because they're going to have to work harder to defend you. And they just weren't making Phoenix work late, which was, you know, that was a thing that that worked so well for them in the playoff series last year was making those guys work on the other end. They, you know, they went at Chris Paul in the playoffs and kind of wore him down. Just didn't see that. And it's again, it's one game. So it's, you know, you're not, you're not thinking that that sort of long term, but 
Um, yeah, I, I think that when when this offense stalls out, man, I want to see Christian Wood on the court with Luca. Your framing is right. This is one game. There's a reason we're not in here saying, "Oh, what do you think of the defense?" Um, sure, it was it was a bummer. It was you know disappointing that Maxi passed up a corner three and drove instead. I, I just let's let's give them five games. Let's give them ten. Let's give them twenty before we're like, "Oh, this is this is the big picture thoughts on you know actual performances this season." But in terms of of Wood, you know, and, and how he's deployed, you know, th- this 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 is going to be the question. You know, we're kind of looking ahead rather than looking in the past. You know, it just happened that this game was a great, you know, really laid out all the all the stakes and all the questions and all the various things that the team is is looking for and thinking about. In fact, uh, I thought Jason Kidd gave his most succinct and interesting answer about Christian Wood and what he's expecting from him before this game. We'll play it right here. And it was a short preseason, but anything you learned about Christian Wood you didn't know before? Yeah, you know, uh, C. Wood is doing everything that we've asked him to do. Um, and we've asked him to do a lot on the defensive end. And sometimes uh, it takes time, especially, you know, when you're in the league and you've played on other teams that um, might not as, you know, focus so much on defense. But, you know, we understand his capabilities of scoring, um, but we want to make sure that um, he has every opportunity to get the schemes down defensively. And, and if he can do that the way he has in practice, um, I think he has a big part of us having success. And so, yeah, as you hear, and, and as we've been saying, it's it's defense. And, and they, there is a level of trust that Christian Wood has to earn defensively. And I will say, again, we're, this, is, this is nitpicky. We're not reading any, anything into this first game, you know, especially single moments. Mm-hmm. But Damian Lee... He had a three before his game winner, and it came from Christian Wood not being stuck to him. He, he you know, Christian yeah. Wood got disconnected yep. and it left that shot open. And so if the Mavericks whole thing about Christian Wood and just not being sure they want to play him and, it, you know, closing out games just yet, if he hasn't earned that trust just yet, well, it happened. You know, there was a moment. It doesn't invalidate the fact that he was, you know, the Mavericks second best player throughout the course of the night. Like, like, make that clear. Oh, yeah. I, I have a glowing review of, of his first exactly. game. I mean, yeah, it, as I really I, was impressed. As yeah. But it, it does go and point to, okay, the Mavericks aren't quite there with him. And I, I think that's fair. I, I think it's fair for a team, for, you know, for a player like Christian Wood coming into this team that just went to the conference finals for their, you know, I, I think it's fair for an acclimation period uh, to happen. And the question is just how long it takes and how, you know, Christian Wood reacts to it. Um, you know, he said something to the effect of, you know, I'm just really happy to be on this team. And he said trust. You know, he said that it is a process of earning trust. Christian Wood said that. Like, he understands this as well. And so I I, I think, you know, the, the question of how it's going to play out, I, I don't think there's any reason to doubt that it will work out. All signs point optimistically to this experiment making sense and working out and Christian Wood earning this trust. It just hasn't happened yet. And that's what we, that's what we're going to have to be watching, you know, as the Mavericks play Saturday and as they play Tuesday and, uh, you know, as their season continues in the coming weeks, I, I don't think there's any bigger question or theme to this year than that. Than that. Yeah. Uh, that, that pretty on the nose. You got any other thoughts? I, I thought, um, you know, non-Christian Wood edition. I thought Josh Green looked pretty good. 
Did you? Mm-hmm. Despite not even taking a shot in 18 minutes? Thought he looked pretty good. I liked I liked his defensive activity. Just I think in, I think I still pre- need more offensive he does, impact. He, I would like to see him try to find some of his own offense, but I like him as a connector right now. It's one of the things that the team kind of needs, right? Like you've got you've you've sort of got the ball handling. I mean, you can always use more of it, but you've sort of got the ball handling. Theoretically, you got the shooting. It's that it's that piece to pull it together. If he can be like Alex Caruso, you know, um, come in, give you really really positive defense, especially up front, which I thought he did last night. Um, yeah, I, I was I, I like Josh Green, but this is this is one of these things. I watch these games, you know, once live, and then I watch the next the next morning before we'll do a podcast like this, and I pick up on some of these little little things. We're yeah, it doesn't show up on the box score, but I, I liked his uh, liked his activity. Yeah, and it's it's you know a little bit. It's kind of what we said. Like we don't let's let's not overreact to eighteen minutes of Josh Green one way or the other. Yeah, uh, I, I think you know just by the eye test, I agree that there was a lot of activity, and that matters. That's important. Um, you know, we'll see how the defense. You know, defense isn't graded by one game. Um, yeah, it's you know they, there's there's dozens of offense and in fact 20 29 other offenses that you know that's how good of a defense you are how you can uh you know limit points from you know this wide array of of other uh different offenses and different ways they play and, and things of that nature um but yeah it's that's 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 my takeaways you know it's 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 that it is possible in 20 games that you know multiple things that we saw in this season opener, we'll look back on and be like, oh, that that was a sign that we should be worried. But we don't know that. We don't know that without the context. And and I I I didn't see anything that worried me or, you know, to the point that um, you know, I think we should be feeling that. And I do think that there is much more optimistically to to kind of look at and, and be like, oh, this is this is a definitely a good sign. Um, you know, the biggest one, and we have this problem on this podcast that we'll go what are we at right now? Like 22 minutes? Mm-hmm. We'll go 22 minutes and we'll be like, oh yeah, Luca, he's um, he's good. Should we talk about him? You know, I mean, it's like, known we'll, quantity, you know? Right. Um, it, it's sort of like, uh, it's like being uh, against climate change. Yes, of course. I don't need to say that out loud, right? Like, yeah, I think Luca's pretty good. Um, I, you know, I, I again wish that we could see him when things aren't going well running everything through Luca. I'd love to see him get off the ball a little bit more engineered post-ups. Like, give me more of those. Like, can the, can the guy run an Iverson cut, you know, just, just simple stuff, even like a little 21 series with, with Dinwiddie would, would, you know, do some good. And I mean, you can do that stuff with Dorian Finney Smith. I don't know about Reggie Bullock, but you could do that with, with a guy who can turn an attack. So I just want to see a little bit more versatility from Luca. That's the only thing. It's just can we can we see him you know use that creativity in ways that you know create offense for himself without him having to do the whole thing. Yeah, if there's one thing that worried me uh that you just reminded me of, the Mavericks have never had a good clutch offense. Uh, nope. The Mavericks have never had a good clutch offense in this Luca era. And they were, you know, they were bad again. And 
one game is not a trend, but five, 10, 15 games. And now it may take 30 games to get 15 clutch games. But if this is a trend that is continuing this season, it is something that is worth noting. You know, the, the Mavericks won a lot of close games last season when they got good, you know, in the second half of this season. Their numbers in those clutch games weren't, you know, dramatically better. And, you know, even then, you know, when, when you think about the Mavericks, we've talked a lot about their win total, you know, what Vegas has them at, why we think they're going to be higher. They won games that probably are not replicable, you know, this season. They, they, they aren't, you know, you aren't going to hit, you know, two, three, four, you know, just wild buzzer beaters, you know, uh, two against Boston and was Boston. It was, it was Spencer back to back. I man, time just blurs the the other Luka Doncic Boston game winner. Yeah, that was also earlier that uh, last season. Yeah, you know, early. and and so if there is a way that you know, and, and those those games were ones that they had poor clutch performances that it took those shots to bail them out. And you think about all those shots, and you know, fantastic that they went in, but those are not the type of shots that you build clutch offense offenses on. The way you win games close games, late in games, the way you win them is by getting sustainable looks before the final seconds so that you don't even need to do that. You don't need to rely on, you know, a Spencer Dinwiddie or a Luka Doncic doing something magical, even though they're capable of doing that. And I think that's a big question for this team. Um, also very curious to see what JaVale McGee looks like. I, I'm not reading really anything into that. It was his former team, his first game. I like but, that little uh, face up into uh into a hook shot that he had on eight and I, I actually like that um it was a good shot uh javale javale has a nice little hook and, and i loved him getting a little bit off the dribble again this is the javale experience you have to live through javale getting an isolation post up you know on the block on deandre Ayton, and and actually coming up with a nice it was a nice move it was a nice shot just didn't go in but you do that, and then you get like you know seventeen minutes of solid uh, rebounding, rim protection, nice passing, right? Now one of these is going to be he's going to catch it at the elbow, and he's going to try to dribble, and it's going to look like Andre Drummond, and it's going to bounce to the second row, or he's going to throw a lob to a guy who's not there, and it's going to hit the shot clock. That's going to happen. But I like the solid play the rest of the time. Let's end with this. Um, you ever been to Phoenix, Dave? Yeah, yeah, I've spent quite a bit of time in Phoenix. I have spent a lot of time here for the past uh, mm-hmm. year. Yeah. And uh, what is it, like 95? 95, 95 yeah. right now? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it, a dry got, heat there. Uh, you know, make sure you drink a lot of water. I've I've been doing that. I'm, I'm did you go to, to Marley's? Did you go to Dan Marley's restaurant? or? I did not. There's a coffee shop called Cartel. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, just wrapped yeah. up a coffee from from there. There's one called Hidden Track, which is this wonderful natural wine bar at night. Got good sandwiches in the morning. Got a little market with European f- food items. Um, like like a like the type of place that I'm like, let's transport this from Phoenix to Dallas. I love this place. We don't have something that is quite like this. Um, really cool bar as well. Uh, I remember last season if the Mavericks had lost game seven because you know things happen game sevens are weird of course it was possible when I when I flew out here for that uh semifinal series there's a there's a bar in my hotel the one I'm staying at the one I stayed back then um 
little rituals. And and I was going to buy like a $45 uh, pour of uh, Pappy Van Winkle, you know, for, you know, one of the pretty much the most esteemed bourbon uh, whiskey that there is. And I was going to be like, all right, this this is a, a celebration of a season uh, that's that's ended in a in a in a good season that you know I I I think I had last year and they won and uh, instead I flew back to Dallas and within 24 hours was flying to uh, the Bay but um, oh also designer stayed at my hotel last night the one in question Timmy uh, Turner I unfamiliar with this mm, person unbelievable I I'll, but uh, honestly anyway man, this like, is all building. Half the time when people uh, mention somebody's name, I just feel like they're making people up. What's this guy? This was Timmy all... Turner? Timmy Turner? Oh, man. What the fuck? Is this Dickens? The disrespect towards Timothy's right now. Is this just... Dickens? Anyway, this was all building to a point, actually. A basketball point, a Luca point. It's just very funny that Phoenix, of all places, has kind of turned into this, you know, this, you know, lodestar, this, this, you know, just this ground where things, important things happen that relate to Luca's career. You know, his season debut, his his career debut, you know, came here against the team that could have drafted him first overall with his national team coach on the sidelines at the time. And we know what happened last playoffs. We just got to look at Christian Wood, who is maybe the new Chris Stops, you know, or has a chance to be. This is the place it happened. In a, in a lot of ways, I think Chris Stapps and his tenure ended in Phoenix. When the Mavericks played two regular season games here last season, uh, Luka missed with an ankle sprain. Uh, missed them both. And Chris Stapps wasn't great. He was all right. He was better in the second game than the first. He looked more comfortable and he looked better without Luka on the court. And unfortunately, you know, unfortunately for him, not, not, for, not for the Mavericks, um, it's about fit. It's it's about looking good next to Luca. That's that's the steam. He's the steam, and so just a funny. It's just a funny place, and uh, not a bad city, not a bad downtown, and maybe a while in, until I'm back here. So just Gotta thought I'd get end Tim Cato in apartment in downtown Phoenix with how many, how many games? I can't wait for this uh, to be the play-in game. It's going to be amazing. Why would you say that, Dave? Once again, just this, you, you stole the intro hey, of my podcast. It's only one game. You're disrespecting Timmy's. And <laughs> only Timmy Turner, this person that you made up. Let's get uh, we gotta we gotta get out of here Let's before I insult here. any more Tims. We'll be back next week. We'll see ya. He plays Fortnite just like me. I am thirty four. Don't fight the future, honey. Don't fight the future, the future is Luca, big dick Donchich from the home of Melania Trump. How many kids you hit? Don't fight the future, it tears me apart. Don't fight the future, please be nice to Luca. Future four-time MVP. Oh my God! Shut it down! Let's go home! (laughs) It's a wrap, dude! That is a wrap. (laughs) Woo!